Hey, good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And I'm super excited today because we're going to talk about adventure and ability and I have a phenomenal guest that's going to be uh, joining me. His name is Ryan Grassley from Extreme Modus. And you know, of course, before we get into the topic of the day, we're brought to you by the Speakfire family and Rethinking Rich. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speakfire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. This your boy Jay Gibson, CEO and founder of Rethink Rich Academy, Rethink Rich Incorporated, with a new face of finance. Get used to it. And I just want to tell you guys, if you're looking for elite financial training and coaching, but not just about investment, to help your whole life, I want you to go to RethinkRichAcademy.com. We are doing free training right now for the entire year of 2020. So join me on Facebook at Rethink Rich Academy and follow me on social at Rethink Rich. Good day to you, Ryan. I'm super, super honored to have you on Father's Fire. Welcome. Well, thanks for inviting me. I'm yeah, looking forward so, to our chat. Yeah, so Ryan, just so you guys know that are listening or watching, um, I met Ryan via TikTok. So, and he has a phenomenal TikTok channel. Uh, what's the What's the handle there, Ryan? It's at Extreme Modus. You can look us up there and I, we've had a lot of success on TikTok, especially lately because our videos are not copies of other dances. Um, they're not protest videos. I understand those are important, but uh, our videos are just about people having fun and being happy. And my partner in those videos is a guy named Sam. He's 36 and a lot of people mistake me for Sam's father, but Sam- Which, That's uh, what I did. <laughs> right. That's why I'm on the show today. <laughs> um, actually have a three-year-old son who is also named Sam, whom I named after my friend Sam, who's in the wheelchair in those videos. So Sam has, um, Sam laughs harder than anybody you've ever met. Um, so hard that we worry that, that uh, we may have to take him to the hospital because he's laughing so hard. His heart's going to explode. So, <laughs> yeah, he has a very contagious laugh. And if you go and watch, flip through some of those TikToks, you'll understand what I mean. Yeah, I, it's it's really, really engaging. And, and I would invite every one of you, even if you're not on TikTok, go download the app just to watch, you know, Ryan and his friend Sam because – you know, they have this really cool chair that you guys have developed that basically makes the, 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 the disabled from being able to move around typically uh, to really expose them to adventure and outdoors. I mean, it is next level chair. 
And and I love it because in the one that I really love this week is you're pushing your friend Sam in this chair and you come up to her bridge and he's like, no, no, I'm afraid of bridges. So you yeah. guys go down the hill underneath the bridge and then traverse across through the, the river yeah, and then back up. And the thing that's so catching about it is one, the chair is absolutely amazing. I mean, it, it looks like you're not even struggling to push the chair and push Sam around. But what's just so engaging and so fun is watching the utter joy on Sam's face being outdoors. Yeah, Sam, um, it's it's the joy. I mean, everybody's happier when they go outside, right? If you, I, I work in my office basement and if I'm here too long, I start to have a bad day, but if on the days where I go with Sam and we make a video, I'm, I'm much happier. So it's that it's being outside, but it's just being included in something that he would normally be left out of like a hike like that. So that inclusion really makes a person's day who, who normally would just have to stay home or sit in the van with his mom while the other half of the family goes on a hike. So we like to say that, nature is wheelchair accessible uh, with this chair and it can go it's a manual chair you have to push it but anywhere you're strong enough to push it it, it can go and i like that word inclusion I, I love that you said that word inclusion because i think and you were sharing off camera the first experience that sam and his mom had you know when you guys were doing the uh the um God, delicate you, arch thank you the delicate arch and that experience because i've been down there and i know what that hike's like and to be able to include him with the family that yeah. must have been utter joy for everybody yeah that was a really that was like a life-changing moment it's one of the i didn't work full-time for the company yet but when when we got to the top we got to delicate arch sam's family had been there before and his older brother and his dad went on a hike and he and his mom sat in a van. And I was like, let's go back there and get revenge on that trip because Sam got excluded. And so we hike up there and we got to the top and Sam thought it was really cool, but his mom started crying and I'm holding the camera and I start crying and, and strangers that we had met on the trail because there's a very long, steep section. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how we were going to get up that. We had some ropes and these people were like, hey, do y'all need some help? And uh, so we said yes. And so they stayed with us all the way to the top and, uh, and all the way back down with us. And we went for pizza together later. They were crying. Like it was a, it was a really touching moment to see how it's just a chair, but how it can unite families in a way that they've never been able to be together before. So. That's when I was like, okay, I need to come work for this company full time. <laughs> it was, it was a life changing moment. You know, you said it was just a chair, but it really was family enjoying time together and everybody being able to be included. And, and I think, you know, as I look at, you know, my past experience with people that are different able, you know, my really good friend, Mike, um, when I went to college, he's blind and he just had this fearless attitude of wanting to be included. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, we would play basketball and he'd say, throw me the ball. I'm like, what do you mean throw you the ball? He goes, just throw me the ball and I'll catch it. You know? <laughs> and I'm just thinking in my head, oh no, how's he going to get it? But he would inevitably figure out in his kind of clumsy way after it hit his chest, figure out how to hold it. But he would have so much joy in being part of us. And I think that's one of the things that really attracted me to having you on board, because I think a lot of times we as families are trying to figure out how to teach our children how to include people that are differently able than we are or, you know, have different capacities. So, you know, you have two kids. How have you bridge that discussion and and i think it's probably easier for you because you and sam are such good friends you know how yeah. do you have that discussion well sometimes um i get to take my kids on our adventures and actually some people in the comments of that video where we go under the bridge have been concerned because they can hear a little girl yell help I don't know. My kids were just playing a game and they were up on the bridge and you can hear my daughter, you know, help. So sometimes they come on the adventures with us. And when they, when it's like a really difficult hike and I can't bring them, they're really bummed out because they're only six and three. Um, but I hope that exposure to Sam, like being my friendship with Sam and it makes them ask questions like, why is Sam, why does Sam talk funny? And what, like, I don't want them to be, I don't know, afraid to go up to a person in a wheelchair, especially when you get to like middle school and kids get mean and they make fun of people that are different. I want my kids to be the ones that stand up for and make friends with and invite those people to their birthday parties and stuff like that. So I hope that um, that's one thing that I can teach my kids about life is like you can be friends with anybody and everybody likes to be included. It doesn't matter if it's your college-aged blind friend or a kid in middle school, whether they have a disability or not, everybody wants to be included. Yeah, you know, you know, know how good that feels. You know, I'm reminded of another I, – I haven't thought about this experience in a long time. When I, when I was younger, I actually uh, served a mission for the LES Church and went to the MTC, and that's where your training center is. And, and I spoke Vietnamese. That's the language that I was taught. So I was in there for eight weeks learning Vietnamese before I went off to Oakland to work with the Vietnamese refugees because I was kind of on a service-type mission as well as proselyting. But – what was really cool was there was this companionship that the one guy had cerebral palsy really bad. He had it in one arm um, on one side of his leg in his, in his arm. And he loved to play basketball and his companion literally was three foot eight inches. He was really, he had some diminutive disease where he couldn't grow past that. So, I mean, the first time I saw this odd pair together, I'm like, wow, that's an interesting pair. And then the next day we're out in, in the gym and we're, and this guy with cerebral palsy is playing basketball and he's shooting he's, and he's going around the corner and somebody bumped into him. And I mean, they knocked him flat on his back. I mean, he just, boom. And the entire gym just went quiet. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh, you knocked over the disabled guy? Oh, what would you do? Right? I mean, just that heavy, uncomfortable silence. And this guy looked up. He goes, what is wrong with you? If I knocked you down, I wouldn't be stopping. Let's play some ball. Yeah. 
right? And and I love that attitude. It's like, you know what? Don't look at me different. Let's play. Let's be engaged. And right. it, and I think what you said there is really important is we need to expose our children to those experiences so that they can feel comfortable asking the right questions. Because I think a lot of times we just don't know how to start the conversation. Right, right. Yeah, and people, uh, nobody likes to be treated different, right? Like um, when I was in high school and I would see people go up to Sam and talk to him slow, that would drive me up. just be like, oh, come on. And I'd go up and I'd punch him in the arm and call him a douchebag because that's how kids in high school talk. That's how guys in high school communicate, <laughs> show show our love for each other in the, in the 90s. I don't know how it is today, but – and Sam loved – you know, more than anything, he, he loves to be treated like one of the guys and and just to not be treated different and not be babied. And sometimes we'll have a caretaker come with us or his mom will come with us on a hike. And we call that person the safety police. And I'm like, Sam, <laughs> you know, once in a while we got to go on an adventure without the, your, the safety police over there. So we can just go get a little banged up. There, there are some videos where we're going up some really difficult train and the chair like tips sideways and he falls and like lands on his face and he laughs just as hard at that as anything else because like any guy you know how you'd like to go out and remind yourself you're alive a little bit come home <laughs> with some scratches and some bruises he he's just like that he's just like a normal guy his body just doesn't work as well as is as, as the rest of ours so um sam likes to get banged up a little bit so his mom, you know, his mom's like, no, not my boy. <laughs> let's let's wash you off a little bit before we get you home. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, you know, it's so you have two kids. You're having fun with your your best friend. You're exposing your kids. What has been? I mean, you're an adventurous guy. Prior to getting on, you you've been to Costa Rica and went all over the world, right? And yeah. now you're in this adventure of being a dad with two kids. What has surprised you most about having kids? Um, how much longer everything takes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get in the car and let's get going. You know. It, <laughs> If you're a single person or you're married with no kids, you could just jump in the car and did you run out of eggs? You could just go get more eggs really quick. But if when you have two kids and you have to buckle those kids in cart they're both their car seats, and then you have to stop and turn back and go and get the toy that they forgot, or otherwise they're gonna be wailing for the next fifteen minutes because they you didn't get their toy. Um you know, everything just takes way longer. And that's, uh, that's something that I really struggle with. Like, can we just go please? And you can't, you can't just go. But so this one has this blanket and she has her toy. And so that, that like, sometimes that's one of the things that sends me over the edge and I go into drill sergeant mode and start all that yelling. Well, well I hate to break it to you. It doesn't get any faster, even as they get older. Uh. Even once they're out of car seats, <laughs> even car when seats. they're out of car seats. In fact, I think it gets worse, especially if you have daughters and they're getting yeah. ready. <laughs> oh yeah. I do have one daughter. So, so yeah, get ready. It's, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. No, well, once she's good. old enough, I'll just leave her at home. Fine. We're ready. <laughs> Guess you're not coming. Too bad. We're going on an adventure with Sam and your brother. 
Yeah. The two so, Sams. That, that's awesome. So, so you have two kids and, um, you got the big surprise. What, what has been probably the most challenging thing being a dad? Um, I don't, I, I guess just staying patient when, you know, things don't go the way you expect them to go as a dad. Um, my daughter was really great on road trips when she was young. She was four months old and I was like, let's go on a trip to, uh, I think it'd be cool to take a four month old baby to four corners so she could be in four states at the same time. So we did cool stuff like that. And then we had my son. And if you put him in a car seat, it was like a medieval torture device. And he would just scream for hours. My daughter would fall asleep and he would just scream. And uh, I was like, well, we're never going on a trip again, I guess. <laughs> never going on a road trip again. And he's older now, he can handle it. But uh, that first one when he was young, I was like, this is we like it's just hard because there's things that i was passionate about doing all those masks you see behind me are from a different country i went on huge road trips when i was single i rode a motorcycle from utah to the panama canal and back and around the united states and uh that's what i'm passionate about and now it's just really hard to do that. <laughs> My motorcycle <laughs> collects dust in the garage because if I do get some time off, it just feels selfish to get on the motorcycle and leave my family home. So we have to, you know, we have to go in the car and do stuff together. I'm rambling. I hope I answered your question, but. <laughs> no, I, I, th I love the way you went. It was kind of, and the people on the podcast aren't going to be able to see your faces. You're kind of reflecting as like, uh, yeah, there were some good days when I was single and I could just go. Yeah. And now I'm adjusting to this crazy thing called kids in the car seat. And and I, when you were talking about that, you know, Judy and I, when we started having our kids, we live in Idaho and her family lives. Well, we moved Idaho and then her family lives in the Bay Area. And I we strategically said, look, instead of driving during the day, we're going to leave at night. We're going to go stuff their faces with Wendy's or whatever and yeah. let them watch two videos in our van. And then we're driving all night. They can yeah. fall asleep. Dad can have his caffeine and his Doritos and we're good. Right. <laughs> and, and that was the only way that we were able to travel and keep our sanity. <laughs> The moment that I'm remembering when I decided we're never going on a road trip again was during the night and he should have been asleep and he wailed and for hours anyways. And I was like, just get him out of the car seat. We're going to freestyle it the rest of the way home. And my <laughs> wife really uh, likes to follow the rules. She wouldn't do that. So <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately my wife will let me freestyle it, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. In fact, we had one trip when we were going over the, the mountains from Reno to Sacramento, Chris, my second son, man, he got so sick. I mean, he was just, projectile throwing it out everywhere all over our 88 chevy van and so we had to pull over unpack the entire back get some clothes get it all packed up started again like 30 minutes later same thing 
and you know it's like all right i'm paying that and it's like two three in the morning i'm tired i'm like no and that the van is just stinking (laughs) so he was miserable so yeah as as miserable as those moments are they make the best stories and that's what that's what those trips are all about like my my adventures when i was single the most memorable moments were the worst moments when everything was going wrong and and those make the best stories you're not telling stories about how you know how much fun you had you're telling the stories about the difficulties you had and the stories are or what travel's all about, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because as much as we don't like the difficulty, it's really those moments that we discover something about ourselves as men and about ourselves as yeah. fathers. And yeah. and that that's probably the toughest thing in, in my experience, especially when we adopted our two kids, you know, bringing two kids into your home that were eight and nine and trying to blend those kids into your family and attach and all those things. And everything that I'd done with my other kids worked seamlessly. And now I have this completely new dynamic. It exposed the ugly characteristics that Jody has to like a hundred percent level. I mean, it just explodes. It's like, Oh, really? You can be very impatient dude you need to bite your tongue you need to keep her cool and i think those challenging times they're good for us but they also expose our weaknesses and the key is can you be humble enough to really look at yourself and say man i didn't handle that well right i need to go apologize to my kids and my wife probably because i was an ass right (laughs) and and it's hard i had a moment that my daughter must have been four or five and uh who knows what they were doing but i was uh, off the handle just yelling as i I was in the army and for some reason i when things aren't going well in the army the way you fix them is by shouting louder (laughs) and that's what I start doing, and I wish I didn't, but I, I was shouting them about something, and my daughter goes, I'm just a little girl, and I was like, oh, boy, that made me feel about this big, because I was like, geez, she's so right. She's just a little girl. I'm yelling at her like she's a private in the Army, and uh, so I try to remember that more often. They're just, he's just a little boy. She's just a little girl. Their stuffy is the most important thing to them. And if you have to turn around and get it, then that's what you got to do, even if you're going to be late. (laughs) I I love your openness because, I mean, really, and that's what I'm trying to discover as I talk to men is like, right, if we can truly look at ourselves and go, you know what? I have a character flaw. As as arrogant and as proud as I want to be as a dad and think I have all the answers, guess what? You get kids, you have no answers. It's a brand new adventure. I know nothing. (laughs) So since you know nothing and you've had this experience, what are some tips that you would have for new dads or current dads? Oh, geez. Tips? You're going to need to cut this out while I think for 10 minutes about (laughs) it. No, it's okay. (laughs) Um. I don't know, just 
just remember that they're just little people. And if, you know, as much experience as you've had in life and now you feel like you know nothing, well, they really don't know anything. They don't know. There's no such thing as common sense. Like a little kid doesn't know that you're not supposed to run across the street or he doesn't know that it's not okay to take crayons and draw all over the wall. Like they really don't know anything and all those things are going to happen and getting mad at them isn't going to, isn't how it's fixed. The way you fix it is you push them down the stairs. And so they rip not. The way you fix it is you just be patient and um, you wait till they get old enough to realize that that's the, not the right way to behave, but it's going to seem like it's going to, it's taking in an eternity, but people tell me that it goes by too fast. I, I don't know. Right now it doesn't feel like that, but I'm, <laughs> I'm told once you look back, you're like, wow, my kids grew up so fast. But right now I feel like, geez, this is taking forever. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, that's an interesting comment because you know, now my, my youngest two are 18. My oldest is 26. And I blinked and my daughters were 12. Yeah. I blinked, I blinked again. And now they're heading off to college and fin- finishing high school. It's it. And it can be those moments can seem like you are trudging through the valley of death and, you know, right. the demons are out to get you. In. It's like, you're just like, how am I ever going to get through this? But, you know, embracing those moments, those challenging moments and really trying to learn and grow. I mean, I'd straight up, we've had probably the most challenging 18, 19 months of our life in the last 18, 19 months. And it just, it's just dragged on and we're like, how are we going to get through this? And, but with, because one of my sons is facing some really heavy challenges and it's just, you're going through it. It's like, man, is this challenge ever going to end? How are we going to get through this as a family so that it is good for him and for, for us? And what I found, what I've discovered through this in this experience in particular, and someday I'm going to talk about it online. I can't at this point, but um, what it has done is it has really pulled our kids together it has unified them in a way that no other experience could have it's it's taken the relationship that my wife and i have and really bonded our our ourselves to our son and it's like when i look at it do i want to go through that experience no but do i like the outcome that has come as we've walked through that experience together and embraced that challenge together and said, you know what, no matter what, I'm walking this with you. And I don't have all the answers. Me and mom don't have all the answers, but we're here for you. And it's, man, it can be a long, lonely road sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't. Yeah, it is. But I, I think there was a, advertising campaign for Idaho for to try and get people to come and visit Idaho. Um, the one where they give you a free potato wasn't working. And so when you cross the border, so they switched, <laughs> I think it was called eight, 18 summers. 
Do you, remember, you recall this? It was yeah, like, you only have 18 summers with your kids and 18 is not a big number. No. So it, it, I can totally see how it does go by fast. It was like, you know, make the most of these summers, come to Idaho or do, you know, whatever you're going to do. But you'll still get a free potato if you go there, though. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. I mean, I, I could talk about adventures and fatherhood all day because my kids yeah. are – in fact, you really ought to go see my latest TikTok that I just posted yesterday. My kids are always pushing the envelope when it comes to wake surfing. And yeah. – <laughs> I I can't believe it. They actually got, they were piggybacking and climbing on shoulders, but they actually stood on shoulders yesterday. I'm like, (laughs) I think I saw that actually. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a lot of fun. And, And I think that's that the thing that I've really been reflecting on is while life can be really challenging and it just seems like you sometimes don't have the answers as dad and just, it's like you're going through the desert. You got to find those moments when you're with your children and playing with them and just hold on to them and create them. And I, you know, because if you can create them, your kids are going to look at those and they're going to remember the adventures they had, not the things that they had. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Please give your best friend, Sam, a shout out from us. Um, The rest of you guys, please go check out Extreme Modus. Uh, Check them out online. Check them out on TikTok, Instagram. Their adventures of Ryan and Sam are really inspiring. They're engaging. They make you laugh. They make you go, is he going to fall out? (laughs) It has a (laughs) seatbelt. Yeah. In fact, that one that you guys are going through the water, you kind of tilt like that. I'm like, is he going to roll? So, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So. If you know somebody that uses a wheelchair, if you have kids in a wheelchair, go, go check it out. It might be, it's the perfect chair for a lot of people. They just don't know it yet. So yeah it's having me on jody now well thank you so much again uh you guys that are tuning in every week thank you so much for joining me i want to extend the invitation for you guys to uh, join our facebook group where we're having men's only discussion trying to have an open raw candid discussion about what it means to be a dad because straight up guys sometimes we just don't even know who to talk to and we're like i don't have the answers and i'm going crazy So come join us and thank you for joining us every week right here on Father's Fire. We will check you guys same time, same bad channel, just next week right here on Father's Fire. See ya!